It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast on a Monday. I'm your host, James Erpine. It is great, great, great to be with you. So much to get to on Twitter. At James Erpine, at Locked On Reds. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. A lot coming up on today's show, including a discussion about why I hate the Major League Baseball draft that starts tonight. And we're going to get into Jim Riggleman and the Reds organization and something I wrote at LockedOnReds.com. Do they know what they're doing? Uh, If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. We do this every single weekday. I'm James Rapine. I cover the Reds for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And it is great to be with you today. I wrote about the Reds over the weekend. Do they know what they're doing? You can check that out right now at LockedOnReds.com. Also, My guy Jeffrey Carr makes his Locked on Reds debut with a look ahead at tonight's Major League Baseball draft. That and so much more at LockedOnReds.com. And that's where I want to start. Not with the draft. We will get to that shortly. But with the Reds. And yes, they lost two out of three over the weekend. I thought Luis Castillo was going to fare well going into the start. I thought the Reds going into the weekend were going to take two of three. They didn't do it. They won one out of three, but that wasn't my big takeaway. In fact, what happened on the field was overshadowed by everything that's happened off the field over the past, I don't know, five days. Everything that's happened off the field for this Reds team. Call me crazy. Say I'm being dramatic. Say I'm insane. Disagree. Agree. Whatever you want to do, however you want to feel about it, I'm fine with it. But here are my thoughts on the Reds. Here are my thoughts on the organization. Here are my thoughts on the front office and ownership. They're making it up as they go along. The rebuild plan is, I don't even think it's a plan, to be honest with you. Wrote about it last week. I wrote about it again a couple days ago because they're yo-yoing Jesse Winker around. That's the term I'm going to use, yo-yoing him. You may think he should be in the lineup like I do. You may think he should be in AAA, which I think is better than him being on the bench up here. You may think he belongs on the bench and Adam Duvall should play every day. Fine. That's fair. If they came up with that plan, if it was well thought out, any of those scenarios, would they have abandoned it in two days? Would they have abandoned it in less than two days? That's the question. Would a good organization, a well-run, organized organization that knew what it was doing, a front office that knew what it was doing, would they have abandoned ship on something that they acknowledged was happening on a Wednesday? By Friday, because that's what this Reds organization did. Let's listen in. And I played this part that this is just a a smaller clip of it, but I played this Friday. This is Jim Riggleman on Wednesday saying that Jesse Winker is the odd man out. This is him on News Radio 700 WLW. Here's Riggles. I think it's gotten into a couple of our outfielders' heads that this is the reason they're struggling. They're they're not in there every day. And, um, you know, uh, we just we have to deal with what we're dealing with, which is uh, we can't we can't deal with what we want. We have right. to deal with what we're dealing with. What we want is them to handle it and, and be productive, but it's not working. So we're going to settle in on a, on a couple guys on the corners and keep Billy in center. And uh, right now, unfortunately for Winker, he's the odd man out. 
Jesse Winker, the odd man out. All right, okay. Then they win. Adam Duvall hits a grand slam. One of five, but it's a grand slam. Maybe Riggles knows something that we don't. Off day Thursday, Friday comes and... Jesse Winker's in the starting lineup. Here's Riggleman again trying to explain himself. With all these off days, and I, I, I do the math, and I, and I look at Jesse hadn't played for a few days, and now we got a couple more off days coming up. It, we just can't have Jesse sitting that much. So he's, he's a talented young hitter. Um, I, I won't say that it's going to be a, a rotation like it was before, but uh, certainly I, I'm going to get Jesse's bat in there. You know, I've, I've rethought it. I just don't want him to be sitting uh, four and five days at a time and just pinch hitting. We, we, we want to get him in there. Uh, he's working very hard on his defense. He's out there with uh, Billy Hatcher constantly trying to improve his defense. And, and if, uh, if we've got a good defender out there like we do in Duval, then uh, we can better utilize his bat. That's Jim Riggleman, and I have no idea what the hell's going on. It's just, it's a complete disconnect within the organization. Because naturally, you're probably thinking, okay, well, that means the front office nixed them benching Winker. Fine, sounds good, but it doesn't because the front office should have done that anyway. Jim Riggleman shouldn't have any long-term impact on the rebuild. Jim Riggleman is a placeholder. Maybe he gets an interview for the long-time or long-term job at the end of the year to be the Reds' manager in 2019. Maybe he doesn't. But he should not impact a damn thing. And the, the rebuild should be going through, focusing through Dick Williams and Nick Crawl. And John Fay reported that Nick Crawl knew about the Winker thing and had signed off on him being benched. This sounds like a dumpster fire. This is what I expect from the Cleveland Browns. This is what I expect from the Sacramento Kings, the Miami Marlins, some of the bad teams in professional sports. So that's what they do. They do stuff like this. And that's what the Reds are. I don't think they know what they're doing. Does anything about the past week say buttoned up? Does anything about the past week say we're professional, planned? We have things planned out. No. Let's revisit some of the other things. And I've wrote about these and I've elaborated about them. Amir Garrett, wasn't he supposed to be a starter? Why did they deviate from the plan again? I still don't really know the answer to that. Um, Nick Senzel, what, where is he going to get playing time again when he comes up here because I was told he was going to play short and now he's at second and uh, what where is he going to be I, I don't know and it's the lack of direction it's the lack of proof that I should trust who's in charge right now I don't even know who's in charge is it Castellini is he calling the shots is he the one who said no Winker needs to play was it Dick Williams who said no Winker needs to play they need to be in sync. They need to have a well-thought-out plan. And instead, they're, they don't. Instead, I wonder how much they're making up as they go along. Think about it. This is a Reds team that in two months in change, right, in two months in a week, has fired a manager, has promoted a general manager, has done this whole Jesse Winker thing. It's just there's a lot there. It's a lot. It's a lot of question marks from people who already have question marks because they haven't been proven. Like, if you haven't proven yourself in an industry, you would be more buttoned up. Right? You'd be more buttoned up. You would be more organized. You'd be anxious to prove yourself. You'd want to prove that you know what you're doing. 
Does anything like this scream? Yeah, we know what we're doing. And if so, what? I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. The other thing, and the thing that's just as baffling to me, is this Homer Bailey thing. People crush Homer Bailey. John Fay of the Enquirer asked him, oh, do you think you can be an effective reliever? And he says, probably not. And people just crush him without reading the rest of the quotes, without looking at Homer Bailey and seeing what he said, seeing what he told John Fay. I will tell it to you right now. I don't have the audio, but Bailey said, it's not a matter of being happy. You all, referring to the reporters, had more information than I did at the time. I didn't know exactly what's going on. Then Faye responded with, well, has it been clarified? Bailey said, a little bit, maybe. Not really. They talked to you, the media, before me. So I don't know what I can and can't say. Look, Bailey's been awful. No doubt about it. But the interesting part to me, and, and since then he's been put on the disabled list for 10 days with right knee inflammation. What's more believable, though? That the Reds sat Bailey down and communicated effectively what their plan was with him and with Anthony DiScalfani. By the way, DiScalfani is going to start tomorrow against the Rockies. That they communicated like the St. Louis Cardinals would or the Boston Red Sox or the New York Yankees. Or that they didn't. That they failed to, like Homer's saying. That the media found out more details than Homer did. Well, based on the way this Winker thing went, based on their track record, based how I feel about this organization and the way how organized or, I'll say it again, buttoned up they are, I think it's the latter. I think Homer Bailey's angry and pissed off and annoyed at an organization because they didn't clearly communicate things. Is he mad he got demoted? Is he mad he's going to have to pitch out of the bullpen potentially? Yeah, sure, absolutely. But what would make you matter if your boss made you switch jobs, demoted you, Dim down your role. That would be annoying enough. But what happened if you just showed up to work and that was the reality? That would piss you off even more. That would make you even angrier. And right now, do the Reds deserve the benefit of the doubt? As a fan, can you watch them, what they've done this year, especially with over the past week where Winker is in no man's land? And the other part is Adam Duvall, no man's land. He thought he was starting. Hits a grand slam. Two days later, he's not playing. And Winker gets two out of three starts. It makes zero sense what this organization's doing. So, yeah, you can rip Homer Bailey if you want. He's unlikable to a lot of people. He makes a lot of money, and he's injured. That's not a good combination. I watched this town turn on Ken Griffey Jr. really quick when he made a lot of money and he was injured. I watched this town turn on Joey Votto for a spell when he was making a lot of money and injured. So that's it. Homer Bailey, and he rubs some people the wrong way. Totally get it. I don't know Homer Bailey. I might not ever know Homer Bailey. Here's what I do know. That it would really, really, really bother me if I was him and the media got more info about the bullpen, the media got more info about what was happening with my career before I did. Jim Riggleman is no spring chicken. That man has been a manager before. How in the hell, and and I, I do, I believe Homer Bailey here. Why would he lie? Why would he make this up? To try to save face? There's no face to save. He sucks right now. He's on the disabled list. He'll tell you he sucks right now. I'm not defending Homer Bailey, the player. He's been awful for a better part of a a month and a half. That being said, if Bailey got demoted, which he did, and didn't know about it or didn't have as many details as the media, 
that is a complete example. That's Browns-esque. I'm going to call them the Cleveland Reds from now on. Or the Cincinnati Browns. Good God. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Up next, there's a draft. I don't like the draft. I'll explain why I don't like the Major League Baseball draft next on the Locked on Reds podcast. So the Major League Baseball draft is tonight. And our guy Jeffrey Carr, who just joined Locked on Reds as a writer, wrote about it at LockedOnReds.com. And look, I love the draft, the NFL draft. Heck, I love the NBA draft. I'm a sucker for drafts. I love fantasy drafts. I hate the MLB draft. It takes forever. It takes forever. The MLB draft, oh, yeah, the Reds got Hunter Green. I'll see you in 2023. What the hell? (laughs) What are we talking about? There are players right now that are juniors in high school, seniors in high school, that are going to have an impact on the NFL field before the, the Reds' draft picks have an impact on the baseball diamond at Great American Ballpark. That's why I don't like it. It takes forever. I'm not a patient person. I hate lines. I hate traffic. And so I just, it's hard for me as a fan to get excited about something that we're not even going to get semi-close to answers to for years. Jesse Winker, he's been a popular name. We've mentioned him on the podcast, wrote about him on the website. He's been in the organization for six years. It takes time, a lot of time. And so that's what I don't like about the draft is it's going to be a while. I mean, it is going to be a while before we see their first-round pick, second-round pick, fifth-round pick, who can work out and who can't in the major leagues. So that's all. That's why I don't like it. And there there are some good prospects, and I'll read about them, but it's not like the – the other thing that I don't like about the draft is – Major League Baseball has games opposite the draft. Don't tell me the draft matters when there are games the night of the draft. Think about that. The NFL draft, the NBA draft, they're during the offseason. And that's fine. You can't do it during the offseason if you're Major League Baseball. Okay. Make sure every team's off. Instead, the Yankees and Tigers play a doubleheader. The Royals and Angels play. Giants and Diamondbacks. Padres and Braves. All these teams play. None of them should play. None. It should be an off day. Heck, you could make it a draft weekend. Anything to make it bigger. Make it more important. Make people pay attention to a certain extent. It's already hard enough that for fans to pay attention when they're not going to see them for years. See these prospects and what's going to happen. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And I'm not a fan of it. What are your thoughts on the Major League Baseball draft? If you want to get an idea of who the Reds are going to pick, make sure you check out the website at LockedOnReds.com. Speaking of that, who's to say they can develop them? I mean, good God, Jesse Winker spent six years in an organization. They couldn't teach him how to be competent in the outfield? You kidding me? Like, are you kidding? And then they acted surprised when he wasn't competent in the outfield, even though he's been in the organization his entire career? Yeah, Jesse Winker, he's just not as good defensively. Well, you knew that on opening day. He still started. I don't know. This this organization, am I going off the deep end here? Am I being too dramatic? Or just enough? You can email me, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com, on Twitter, at LockedOnReds, at James Rapine. I wrote about the Reds. If you missed the Jesse Winker article, if you missed, uh, missed excuse me, my article questioning everything from Jim Riggleman to Nick Crawl to Dick Williams, to Bob Castellini, to the comparison, the analogy. The Reds, it feels like they're undecided. 
like 18-year-olds who go away to college and have no idea what the hell they're going to do with their life. One of those two is okay. The Reds, not okay. Check it out, LockedOnReds.com. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, every podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.